Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. And also our special guest... Hey, I'm Brandon from Apollo City Comics. This is episode 77, what a lucky number, and today is Sunday the 13th, and we are recording this just uh, after 12.30pm in the afternoon. Guys... And the weather is 46 degrees outside in El Paso with a high of 48, low of 27. Looks like tomorrow's looking at 50. Oh, my bad. I thought that was the direction we are going. <laughs> no, we're not going to. But we have live in, in our street view of our special news station. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, yeah, we have Brandon on, special guest. Uh, where you have a lot of thanks for having me definitely man we got a lot of special news and yeah you said it's a I lucky episode with those sevens but you're not kidding there's like a bajillion comic shows and stuff to talk about later which is i was why brandon's here i was pretty taken aback because i'm like oh it's december we can do a news episode where it's covering two weeks because hey it's only like december news so it's not going to be that bad i was wrong i was Very terribly wrong. wrong there was a lot of shit that came out and we got a lot of shit to talk about. First off, though, guys, how is how is everybody doing? Doing good. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show. I'm getting a little bit excited and nervous about a uh, job interview uh, tomorrow, and I got another one later in the week. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be uh, cautiously optimistic, I guess, for now. Brandon, how about you? I am uh, doing great. I'm kind of playing catch up today. Uh, we had a like a hefty week of recording and none of it happened Oh no! <laughs> because of just complications, which totally worked out. We were supposed to do like three episodes in three days and complications one night and then I had a migraine yesterday uh-huh. and today I'm like scrambling to play catch up, which is like kind of exciting, but not, but like fun. But you, we have so much planned for Apollo City and Cameron's a part of a lot of the stuff. He does our movie commentaries with us on the show. If you guys ever, if your listeners ever want to cross over and watch a movie with us, um, we got to get you on a movie commentary james yeah i've been pay attention to the discord (laughs) yeah i've been really bad about paying attention to that and like i think a part of that is just i've been trying to stay focused on job hunting and stuff for now but i just i've always been really bad at like focusing on one thing specifically for way too long and just like putting off social stuff so i should really get onto those movie commentaries because i had a lot of fun doing the couple that i did with you guys like a Oh god, it was like a couple months ago at this point. It was Dark Knight Returns. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. For it was real? during it was I during fandom. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I That was the last time we've talked, huh? Pro- pro- probably. I mean Quarantine. Uh, Cameron was mentioning <laughs> Cameron was mentioning to me that you guys wanted to start doing like a, another series of uh, movie commentaries in the beginning of the year. And I that sounded a lot of fun to me. So I'm gonna try to hop on those. Oh yeah, we have a whole. Well, we might as well just announce it right now. Yeah, we while, yeah uh, we we start going into it. But yeah, Cameron and I are starting um, a new little, not like show or channel. Um, we're doing it under Sutra Side Talk, and we're basically going to be choosing a movie, two movies a month, um, genre based, director based, writer based. You know, just some similarities. Um, and we're gonna really just watch them, study them for a week, and then have like a short, really short. 45 50 minute conversation on that film and really break it down kind of go into you know the nitty-gritty of the film and figure out act structure like what worked what didn't um more analytical um our, our commentaries are more like goofy you know we all it's a friday night we uh, it's the end of the week for all of us and we just want to hang out with some friends but this is going to be much more um sophisticated 
yeah, I would like that's... to see. <laughs> and it's going to be fun for us because we're going to be learning really how to re- analyze films. Like this isn't in our wheelhouse normally, so it's going to be a learning process. So hopefully as we do these episodes, you'll kind of see our at least skill of understanding them improve over time as well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a creative writer. I write scripts, I write comics, I write, you know, short stories and all that. And so for me, it's uh, a way to keep myself going because I graduate. um, Technically, I'm done with school in the next week. Oh, wow. Congratulations. But uh, thank you. Um, My last, like, class, it's like a graduation prep. Mm -hmm. So I don't really count that. But that's in January. And it's like four weeks. I just take a bunch of modules and make sure I'm clear to, you know, graduate. Uh, so it's going to be a good way for me to just keep on going and keep on studying. And I just don't want to stop. So I'm, I'm glad that Cameron's a part of it. And I'm glad that, you know, we got all these podcasts and shows and interlinking. And we just want to bring the fans together and find one way to, you know, they have an, a huge entertainment resource. And we're also working on a website uh, for Apollo. And we were going to be linking to Sutro and everything as well. So a lot of cool, exciting stuff. Um, a lot of busy work coming up at the beginning of the year. So I'm I'm. I'm so super excited. I'm just so pumped. Yeah. And hopefully I'll have some form of announcement soon about like if we switch to Podbean as well uh, sometime before the series is over. I did say we wanted to do some changes for 2021, which they asked me about the website, which was awesome. Uh, we have this show, which will most likely be called Sutra Sidewatch. And then it will also probably, oh, I think we perfect. said launch in January, I think. We'll launch it around January. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. yeah, if we can switch to Podbean, uh, I'll let everyone know how that process is going to be, what you have to worry about if we do change our RSS feeds, what that means if you're already subscribing and things like that. But that should be coming within the next uh, two weeks or so. So we'll have that out uh, at a certain point. And for me, guys, uh, as you have seen, I'm not really broadcasting from my normal spot in my room. My room is actually being painted now. So what I've been talking about before, I had to move everything out. So I haven't been playing shit. And uh, it's going to be fun purging a fuck ton of stuff. We're going to see how that goes. But uh, currently I'm in another room recording and won't have access to my own room for like another three days, maybe uh, two days, two, maybe two days. Hopefully they're still painting again tomorrow on Monday. So we'll see what happens. Also, because of that, this episode won't go out on Monday as normal uh, because my desktop where I usually edit with Pro Tools uh, is not set up so Mm. it'll be out this week for sure uh but i'm not too sure if it's gonna be out on like a tuesday or wednesday or something like that we'll we'll see what happens but with that said of course we got a news filled episode we got some stuff regarding parks uh what's happening with pax uh, next year as well as a lot of movie tv news everything from lord of the rings house of the dragon uh it's a new dc show uh all the big stuff including spider-man 3 casting the disney investor call uh warner brothers putting out their entire 2021 slate on hbo max and of course there was an update for halo infinite and the game awards so all of the winners we already talked about the nominations so if you ever want to check out all the nominees and stuff you'll just go to a couple episodes back for that i think it was 74 we did that one yeah um i think in the meantime we did the ghost of tsushima talk yeah that was 76 which you can check that out and then uh we also have the we're just gonna be talking about the winners and the games that were revealed there so some things will go faster than others just because uh at least the amount of things talked about from the investor call and the game awards uh we're not necessarily interested in all of it so we might just kind of 
say like, yeah, it's coming, that's it. Otherwise, others we might kind of delve on a little bit and I'm already sure we already have what we want to talk about in our minds building up as we speak. So we'll see how that goes. More esports. With that <laughs> no, said, really. <laughs> let's dive right into the news, starting with all of the kind of co- what I call the COVID effects news, which is all the stuff that kind of COVID has affected and brought in terms of physical locations. First off, before we get to that Disney investor call, and we're getting a lot of stuff from them. Just remember, right before they did this, they announced that they were laying off 32,000 employees in early 2021. That's a lot. That's a lot. And they did this already. I think it was in the 20s uh, previously, mm-hmm. which before was park yep. staff and other like kind of physical locations. Oh, it sounded right. like This one is mm-hmm. even more park staff, and it could be everyone that runs the parks, people that design the parks, things like that. But uh, they're really doubling down now on that kind of thing because at this moment they are making the least amount of money because the parks are not open even though they are a very 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 wealthy company that could i feel like they could afford to support them but they're just like nah um it sucks well you know i will say that there is a lot of controversy about how much you know warner brothers was investing in the snyder cut and all this stuff and saying that you could do this and this with that money like why aren't you doing this and then i feel like everyone got so excited about all these disney announcements that no one's really spoken up towards that you know like they're all all these people are losing their jobs and all this great entertainment's coming um and you know this kind of might segue into some of the other talk you wanted to mention but with the theaters and Warner Brothers and everyone's throwing a giant fit that HBO Max is going to be premiering all this stuff and everyone's complaining about these things but no one's really everyone just seems excited for Disney you know and it's kind of the same effect when a movie comes out how like Rotten Tomatoes like you know if it's a Disney movie uh Marvel movie it has high scores and it's amazing and all this stuff and if it's a dc warner brother things everyone just kind of complains about it and it's not a fair perspective i feel i feel like disney's kind of like we are the overlords and everything we do is amazing and great and no one's ever going to be upset at us but everyone else is like oh well it's not as good as disney or marvel and and you know uh, just one more ramble real quick but like people complain about like the effects on like mar on dc movies like oh that looks cgi that looks this they don't have the same marvel material but it's like they don't have that disney money you know Mm -hmm. like you know disney has money because of those special effects and all that like so you know they have the money to pay their people it's just how they're allocating that money at this point. oh absolutely like disney they're like you both said disney has so much money and like hopefully this pandemic doesn't go on for too much longer I mean, at this point, we have like a a few vaccines in the works. We got one that uh, was approved for the U.S. like just the other day. So hopefully Mm -hmm. we don't have to deal with this for too much longer. You would think that Disney could handle, could like take care of their employees for like maybe a few more months. I mean, it's it's just like literally 32,000 people. That's not even a small town worth of people. That's like a midsize town uh, worth of people. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it is odd that, you know, all the news is like, whoa, there's like a dozen new Star Wars shows and a dozen new Marvel shows. And then and there's not a peep about them literally laying off like a a whole town worth of people. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I don't know. I've always been very Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-Disney like since I was a kid. This isn't even like a new thing. I've been like that since I was a child and I've never been able to stand Disney movies. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even as a kid, I, I, I saw the Lion King and all that. And I was like, I just don't fight with this. Like I'd rather watch oh, Joe's apartment oh, or something. Um, <laughs> no, I, I get but, that. But uh, yeah. So it's like, to me, it's like, it doesn't, I've always feel like they were kind of scummy in a sense. And you know, what they did to star Wars wasn't much better. I mean, yeah. although they should just give it all to David Filoni. Um, that dude should just run the whole star Wars division. That's what we've been um, saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, like it, it's, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how maybe they'll make up for it. Maybe they'll bring these people back. Maybe there's more details we don't know about. Um, they might be laying them off, but they might be like, hey, you know what? When these positions come back, you're our first choice to bring back and we will call you first. But, you know, those are details that are not really revealed to the public or maybe it just kind of overlooked and it's kind of meant to give them a negative uh, kind of news aspect as well. Yeah. And so who knows? With it, like, uh, just to finish it off, there has been the whole thing of at least what last time I went to the park and just like, I think it was Disneyland. I went to it. Was, it felt a lot dirtier. I want to be honest. Like it's weird. So in the past, at least when they did still have their ways of doing everything, you know, they still weren't as big. This is like, you know, pre star Wars, maybe pre Marvel. I'm not really sure. I think it was, but like, I guess it was under, what was it? Um, uh, uh, Eisner, something Eisner. Um, it was before Bob Iger, the guy before him. And Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. at least had things under like a kind of professional feel. Like everything felt like it was the way it was supposed to be before it kind of got unraveled a bit and you started seeing all the cracks in and everything. But also that's mm-hmm. as they've grown. It's just like, you know, you make an empire bigger, it's gonna be harder to maintain. And yeah. with it, like even the parks that you'd see is like this beautiful sprawling place that just always looks nice. All of a sudden it's like, why is there trash on the ground now? This has never happened before. And it's like, they, it seems like at least what happens with the workers there, they're not paid as much or whatever, but like, it just seems like it doesn't, it's not as well maintained. And that probably isn't the employee's fault. It's probably on something on their end that they're not doing because it's still like a lower level type job that of course, like, requires who knows how their benefits are who knows how all this stuff is yeah and with that yeah too you were saying like when these parks open up again like fully uh they don't have the people then to really man them are they gonna Mm -hmm. are they going to then like be like okay come back now we just can afford to or we just chose not to pay you at this time because currently they're all furloughed and stuff though and then in the layoffs it did say primarily parks experiences and products um which I believe products is like actually their merchandising, which is insane because stores yeah. are closed. So that is um, even crazier because that's where they make all their stuff. Like fucking think yeah. about cars. They, <laughs> the cars sold from cars. They made their own Hot Wheels line practically. Well, Disney, so, yeah. we know. I was going to say Disney was the reason why Mel Gibson, not Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks, but yeah. uh, the merchandising joke into. Um, yeah. Oh, Spaceballs. Although yeah. that was, that was <laughs> yeah. long before Disney owned Star Wars, but that was oh, the yeah. whole thing. We're like merchandising. That's and, where you get the money. Yeah. Spaceball cereal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And uh, well, you know, the way you describe it, that's kind of funny. It's the way San, uh, San Diego felt last year at Comic-Con. Like that was the dirtiest I've ever seen really? in San Diego in my life. You know, like it was just, there was more homeless I ever saw ever the before. In it's a huge years, problem there. all over California. Trash everywhere. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, and I used to love walking around downtown and exploring stuff. But last year I felt like it's kind of gross. Like what the hell guys, you know? Um, 
but and you know i am kind of disappointed i my my school is based out of florida um it's in winter park florida Mm. um i go to full sail university and i was gonna graduate i was gonna walk and we were gonna spend a week week and a half there and check out all the amusement parks because i've never been to any of those amusement parks before and just knowing i can't check out like star wars land and all that type of stuff this year was even more heartbreaking um, oh, yeah, they but at this, they opened up uh, Galaxy's Edge like last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was supposed know? to go too to, in June. Mm. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, we should plan a trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do it. We should, come, we should have it at the same time. That'd be good. Yeah, exactly. I've got. It'd be a blast. Um, and get an episode out of it. Yeah, um, content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just it's so sad. Like, you know, you think people would take care of their employees more, and it's I think COVID's just such a strange thing. Um. These these money making companies, and I see it because you know, uh, you know, I, I'm involved with a lot of like the major companies like Apple and everything. So I see how they like they handle stuff, and you would really figure that like, hey, COVID's not over, we can't do anything yet. Um, but they're still trying to reopen stores, they're still yeah. trying to push stuff, and it's like, guys, like everything needs to get put on hold. And you know what? I think Warner Brothers did the best. Thing out of it because they can't provide a safe environment for you to see these films but they owe it to the fans and the people to be like hey we're doing this for you so you can still enjoy it so you can still watch it safely and we will still release it in theaters like we will try to try to do this process so you could go to the theaters and watch it and out of all the companies i feel like that's the one that made the most sense yeah um yeah granted they're gonna lose a couple bucks but i mean hell you're losing a couple bucks but making people happy and i thought that was the point of all these big corporations is to make people happy and you just really see how corporate and you know they're just money grabbers at the end of the day it's just all about the money and i respect warner brothers for being like hey you guys we're postponing these films so much let's just give it to you and we will give it to you in every format possible so that it's for our fans and so that you know we care and i'm sold on that you know i I mean that's my thoughts yeah the alternate version of that was like Disney tried that with Mulan and they were like, we're going to make you pay like an extra 30 bucks on top of your subscription though. <laughs> we'll see how people are cool with that. And then no yeah. one was. And Yeah, exactly. And the worst movie to choose yeah. too. Yeah. And all, all those live action remakes, money grabs. Like I don't, we'll be talking about those shortly as well in due time. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the last, last thing, last, last thing. Uh, I know I said that already, but uh, two things specifically. One, I know I always talk about Disney and I, it's a love hate thing for me because it was I was raised on it. I was like in, like my sister is a Disney fanatic practically, and I pretty much had it all in my blood. But I of course came through like all the like Hercules and Hunchback and stuff like that. So like those were where it really hit me. And I'll always love Disney, but I'm always gonna be very judgmental of them because even though I love the products they put out, I still understand what kind of company they are at the end of the day when it really gets down to it. And it's just always that difficult thing where you're just like, why is it them? Why do they have to do all this shit? Yeah, and mm-hmm. with their movie theater, hang on, uh, with the yeah. movies, um, what we were talking about too with WB, like how everyone gives them shit, but not Disney. Like always look at the way Disney does their stuff. I've said this before. They have pretty much with all their different properties and studios and everything else have tried to monopolize the film in a theater industry where they want every single month to be them. So they try to drown out the other films that's mm-hmm. they're pretty much like you look at us and we're like freaking save godzilla versus kong like it's all, all that shit you just it's in they did that during king of monsters during godzilla and they always i know i'm saying godzilla but like they they do this a lot where they just own the year 
and make sure competitively, of course, but they kind of kill the other studios in the, that way. So just keep that in mind. I can you guys. see that for sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Last point, James. Go. Oh, yeah. It was just like <laughs> when, when you love something so much, you are generally more critical of it because you want it to be the best that it can be. So that's why yeah. like yep. you you love Disney, but you know that they as a company could do better. So you want them to because you care. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I wish they would show how much they actually mm-hmm. care and not think about the money for yeah. a minute, you know, and. I mean, a lot of people aren't doing good right now. And I live a block away from a food bank. And every morning I wake up and I walk my dogs and I see the lines out there. And it's like, well, I mean, the world's kind of hurting. And you guys are still just trying to chase and make your regular salary. And it's like, that's, you know, it's not the way it is anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like if anything, the last six, eight months have proven to us, you know, this is what we're going on. We're in December. It's all started in March. Like, man, it's, it's insane. And we're all still trying to adapt and think it's going to go back to normal but who knows what the new normal will be it's kind of a blur at this yeah point. yeah on a brighter note uh that was the first piece of news. <laughs> i think these look sure uh universal studios in japan will be opening their super nintendo theme park on february 4th of 2021 and obviously japan's probably been doing insane. better uh during this quarantine because they actually quarantine and shit so yeah. that's awesome for them. They were originally supposed to open this during the Olymp- right before the Olympics were going to happen in Tokyo, but oh. uh, this will now oh, be yeah. happening we, for them. So we missed an Olympics, and I just yeah, it's it was delayed as well. So it was delayed to twenty twenty one. I never thought about that. Yeah. So is that going to throw off the Olympics? Like no, because uh, the like... Winter Olympics are still in. They're usually it's every two years. So instead of it being twenty twenty summer, twenty twenty two winter. It's going to be 2021 summer, 2022 winter. I think they're just delaying it a year, but the others still move on as planned. Mm, so it's okay. still like 2024 should be summer again. I don't think it's going to throw everything off because that would, that would wreck a lot, I think. Yeah. But it should oh, be okay. Man, that's, an, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. I never considered that, to tell you the truth, this entire time. I forgot. Eventually, Japan will be a fun place to go to where all your dreams truly yeah. do come true because <laughs> there's so yeah. much there. If we get a planned trip for there too, then you know, just speaking of which, like, there, there's uh, a lot stuff. of places. I would man. love to go to so Super much. Nintendo World. Like it, it looks yes. really interesting. It really, yes. yeah. It's, oh god. I mean, there's also there's there's you can zipline through a giant Shin Godzilla now. So that's uh, like, yeah. it's oh, insane. I'm not even a big Godzilla fan, and I'm so I saw that and I was that. like, oh, like, that's so good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then PAX. So PAX is of course our biggest gaming convention in terms of like fan. Uh, service, whereas like you know, E3 is more news based than everything else. But PAX uh, is still happening in 2021. They have tentative dates, so we'll see if these actually happen. But uh, PAX East will be June 3rd through 6th. Uh, West in Seattle will be uh, 3rd through 6th of September. Uh, Australia is coming soon, and Unplugged, which I think is their virtual one, is December 10th through 12th, all of 2021. And I think because of everything going on though. They have, they're skipping PAX South, which would be in, I believe, San Antonio this year, or in 2021. So there won't be a PAX South uh, for that year. You won't see that until 2022. But uh, I will say this about every convention coming up. I can see the Australia one happening because Australia is kicking ass with COVID. Um, But I don't see U.S. conventions happening for another two to four years. I'm going to give it that big of a jump. Wow. Um, I don't know any creator that is going to risk 
like going to San Diego Comic-Con, interacting with 100,000 fans while there's still COVID um, like around or lingering at all. Um, I don't see anyone trying to risk their safety for that. Um, they might have fans go and they might try to hold these conventions, but they, they're not going to be what we experienced a year ago um, or two years ago or anything. I think the U.S. is going to have to do digital and virtual everything for another couple years until they get things under, probably till the end of the first Biden administration. I will wow. honestly give it that long because it's, you know, the last one's, last year uh, or earlier this year um i know like tom king and mitch they were all kind of cautious and they were wearing masks and gloves they wouldn't really touch fans it was kind of a distance slide your book over hi like it's good seeing you i'm sorry for the circumstances but the way things are going and all the creators are so adamant on how COVID's affecting the world um from what i've seen on twitter and you know i listen to interviews on word balloon and whatnot um i don't think they'll be willing to go you know like that's why cgc is doing all these private signings and whatnot um, at their headquarters where they know it's safe and they send in questions. So I don't know how they're going to pull off conventions from here on out um, until there's a radical shift and COVID's practically eliminated. Yeah, I think DC fandom was a really good way to do it. Like, I thought that was a really cool, like, virtual yeah. Just with less Jim Lee. Thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yes, dear God, please. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And I just... You know, mainframe Comic Con, they've been doing virtual panels and all this stuff, and it's gone really well. And they have exclusives, and they still, everything's worked out to where it's kind of still that same con feeling, but online. But I, I just don't see, you know, some of yeah. these big guys or the older creators, you know, like I, I can't imagine some of them, like, uh, I can't even think of any of them on top of my head. Frank Miller's like, just you know like, I mean? I'm it's coming this time. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just like, well, you're not dead yet, so who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if any of you have seen Frank Miller in the last five years. He, but, we were waiting you know. for him in last year's Comic-Con, and he was like, I'm too sick. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. would also feel better, but still, <laughs> I brought like four books. Um, uh, I I think I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic, so I'm going to say 2022. Uh, but that's also because, hopefully, if people start getting their vaccines in late spring, like April, May, then hopefully everyone will be good to go by the end of 2021, but we'll see how that mm-hmm. really happens. I mean, if I got my vaccine, I'm going to go around and start licking escalator rails that like, that was the plan all along, <laughs> but we'll see how it Dude, goes. We'll I just want to go and get a burger somewhere. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to go I, see a movie. I, miss, like, I want to go grab yeah, my friend's like, cheeks. I mean, I'm just going to, yeah, you know, just, you guys want to get out and see people, you know, you just yeah. miss everyone. Yeah. yeah. But I miss, coffee shops and stuff like that like it's just it's so weird and you know me and my girlfriend used to travel all the time and thank god thank god we went on like massive traveling trips last year we were just like every month and there was one month we left town like four times like once a week and i'm glad we did that because dude uh it hurts you know i i'm i'm very fortunate to have like a comfortable uh covid partner like quarantine partner (laughs) where we stand each other and it's great and i have a pretty cozy apartment but dude i uh must be nice (laughs) you can only do so much from home you know yeah (laughs) yeah i never really traveled much beforehand because i was always just like oh well once i am graduated and like am all set up and have like free income not free income like you know some uh money saved up i'll start traveling and now it's like it's literally not an option right now so i'm just like yeah yeah why didn't i take the chance when i had it (laughs) so we'll see we'll see how conventions come out you know we'll be curious and we'll be excited when they pop up you know we'll all we'll be head we'll be there we'll be some of the first people there for sure yeah 
With that said, we'll go ahead and jump right into the movie TV news. Uh, first off is it's casting for Spider-Man 3. So everyone's in it. Everyone's Everyone. in. It's gotten Everyone. so insane online Spider-Man that Ultimate. there are now basically <laughs> everyone's just saying <laughs> random names of like they're, they're like, oh, yeah, Mike Meyer, Mike, Michael Myers is reprising his role <laughs> as Shrek to replace Tony Stark as Spider-Man's mentor in Spider-Man 3. I even posted um, that Shorty from Scary Movie uh Marlon Wayans is reprising his role as Shorty uh, for Spider-Man 3 as well. <laughs> but uh, You know, this is another thing. If they could afford to pay Tobey Maguire, I think he requested $15 million, yeah. even though it might just be a small cameo. What? If they could do that, dude, I think you just paid all those 32000 yeah, people yeah, they just right? paid off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's. I think so. Okay, just to make sure we got this so far. The casting they have officially announced is... I believe Jamie Foxx as Electro and mm. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, if I heard correctly. Confirmed? And yes. oh. that is confirmed. It that one seems confirmed. like, because they haven't gotten Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield yet. No. Okay, so yeah. So, it's a negotiation. Yeah, negotiation, a which I don't think this will be Tommy McGuire's first film back. I still stand by that he will appear in Sam Raimi's directed Doctor Strange 2 uh multiverse of madness i really think that's where he'll appear uh first but uh there is also part of that 15 million that he's asking huh do you think that's part of the 15 million he's asking either i think that number is so big it's it's multiple movies i think it's that or he might already be like he might be doing a favor for sam in the for dr strange but who knows i'm not too sure because that could be like it'd be like oh yeah i'll pay you and he's just like hey man anything for you you got me three movies so i'm happy uh but yeah I because th- all right have they they haven't confirmed but are those rumors true that potentially also we might be seeing Kirsten Dunst Mary Jane as well as yes. potentially Charlie Cox what oh Emma St- oh, oh Emma Stone Gwen Stacy yeah oh that would be fantastic but yeah oh my god that would be fantastic Interesting. Uh, but also I heard Charlie Cox Daredevil yeah. yeah. That 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 is a very high potential. I think that's the I think that's the one that will happen. You know what I mean? If they're gonna, they just acquired the rights for yeah. Daredevil from Netflix. Um, I gotta watch season three. I really gotta catch <gasps> up on this shit. Um, oh, I, I started watching it all I again because I was just like, ah. Oh. Well, I got in the mood to watch well, The Punisher, that... and I was like, well, I can't all right, just jump stay, stay on target, boys. Stay on target. We got a mess. I know, I know. I was about to continue rambling <laughs> on that, too. But um, that, I think, you know, if he does come in and plays Peter Parker's lawyer, um, the way we left off with Homecoming, with his identity being revealed, oh, that, that makes sense. Perfect. We, yes, right? Uh, so we'll see. I think that is a very high possibility. And, dude, I want to see Daredevil and Spidey swinging on the screen at the oh, same my time God. together. Like, I want that moment, you know? Like, dude, now... We'll I think, though... Or, what do you say? Now that they have, uh, among other things, confirmed that they're going to do their own Fantastic Four, I want them to recreate that scene where the Fantastic Four just like busts into the Nelson and Murdoch. They're like, hey, you those lawyers we heard about? Oh, God. <laughs> that I, don't, I don't want to see the thing again. they got to stop putting the thing on the big screen. Uh, I'm so tired of the thing. I I don't think they'll ever get them right. Well, the thing is kind of a dumb thing <laughs> to uh, <laughs> like recreate in general. You know, it's a goofy character. and I You know, the last incarnation of you know the the horrible movie that came out a few years Ugh. ago that was probably the best looking thing we've had you know except they didn't give him pants no he was like naked the entire movie yeah so yeah if they're if they got to give him pants and they got to give uh, a little bulge there too they okay. got to indicate you know he's got a rock he's got to have a rock on a uh, rock hard 
rock hard. Hard on. Yeah. It's always rock hard. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm curious. I'm hoping it's gonna be some insane Sinister Six that like cool. versus Spidey Force. Like it's just like you see all three Spider Man and Daredevil versus like all these different eras of spider villains and you're just like oh my god but we'll see if that happens i'm I'm just excited i know we 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 won't go too much more into we won't go further into it but that's pretty much like otherwise we're just gonna be speculating and freaking out for like an hour i can tell you last thing i'll say about (laughs) it is that i just hope we're not getting a live action spider verse no yeah i don't need that yeah yeah that would be super cheap i hope i hope not i don't think so but i just don't want them to do that like if you're gonna give us a new spider verse a live action don't do that recycled Disney shit mm-hmm. that we've been seeing with all the other films. Yeah. You know, make it new and fresh and relatable into the MCU. Yeah, just give us like like just give us Toby and Andrew. We're good. That's yeah. all we need. Don't do a live yeah. air quotes live action Lion King. That's like the same but just not as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, about. exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up, that we have casting 20, <laughs> 20 casting reveals for Lord of the Rings Amazon show, and quite amount they okay so this is the thing though they didn't tell us who these people are playing but we got uh cynthia at robinson let me know if you know these people because i don't know majority of these actors maxim baldry ian blackburn kip chapman anthony crumb maxine cunliffe uh tristan gravel lenny henry thasitha jaya sundara Fabian McCallum, Simon Merrills, Jeff Morrill, Peter Mullen, Lloyd Owen, Augustus Prue. Oh, you know, okay, cool. That's one. Peter Tate, <laughs> Alex Tarrant, Leon Wadham, Benjamin Walker, Sarah Zwagaboni. And yeah, that's who we got so far, at least for the new casting. Uh, and we already had others before, I believe. Um, What's his face that plays Benjamin Stark in Game of Thrones potentially will be Melkor. Um, oh wow! That would be awesome if he, if they do that. That Who's, would be cool. That is a deep cut. Yeah, we've talked about that before on casting. Like we've got Young Galadriel and all this other stuff coming, so uh, it's gonna be interesting. Are they to starting from like the Similarian? It, and it going seems like forward? they're doing. They've been talking. It seems like it's gonna be Second Age. I think um, for what they're doing oh. exactly. Uh, they they mm. haven't fully revealed it, but they've been. That's what it's been sounding like is that they're going to do that. in there. That's yeah. That is that's dope. I mean, I would love to see more of that expansion of that universe. Um, because I've I really got interested in a lot of that stuff. I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I've played almost all the games. Um, that would just be so so interesting. Um, I haven't read all the Similarian. Um, but I have two copies, and it turns out one copy I got for a dollar is a first printing. Oh wow! Um, from this. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like a, a library book too. You could tell the library dates are on it. Oh, it's his awesome. first printing and all that. And I was like, oh, what? I don't know why I'm trying to get a. The Lord of the Rings book I've <laughs> yeah. been on the hunt for forever is a, a red one that has all three books in one, and it's like a special collector's book. James, it was actually at the our K through eight school, Clara Lilienthal. It was at the library there. Oh really? Yeah, that's where I first saw it, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and then I looked online, and it's like, rare Lord of the Rings book, and I was like, what? (laughs) I was ready to go back and steal it. I have a couple, uh, I had a, you know, a copy as a kid that was like all three books together, and it um, it was just like because of the movie, and I recently acquired, I lost that copy, but uh, I recently acquired one, and it's all three, I 
I will show it to you guys on the screen after the show, but it, it's a really cool looking copy, and I I was very pleased with it. So that's that's cool. You guys are super into it. I want to reread it. Oh, same. I read that book when I was on tour with my band back when I was like uh, 18, 19 years old, and so like being on the road and reading Lord of the Rings, like traveling across the country, it was just amazing. You know, just like oh one of those no, but that sounds amazing. Yeah. I've had what this image for Lord of the Rings like seared into my head since I was a kid. It, like I actually read The Hobbit first and there's this like classic I think it's like a paperback version of it that has uh, artwork of Gollum in like the caves with his like eyes glowing and it's so creepy that it's just like was burned into my brain oh wow that's cool I, I never read The Hobbit until like maybe four years ago dude I love the riddle and, and I read it it, the the battle's so funny because he like gets knocked out and then he wakes up and the battle's over. Yeah. And then like reading it, I was just like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> you just skip like four days worth of fighting. And, like, yeah. That's out. my biggest problem with uh, Tolkien is that he tends to describe action scenes after the fact. And yeah. it, it just, mm-hmm. it bothers yeah. me. I, I meant That's the, why you gotta read Helm's Deep. That's all that matters. Yeah. I meant the riddle battle oh, between yeah. him and Gollum. I don't know why. It's just oh, such an yeah, yeah, weird yeah. side thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as a but kid, I, summer reading, I did The Hobbit, and I couldn't read it because the first chapter is like all the dwarves and the feast and the song, and I was oh, yeah. like, "What the fuck oh, is yeah. this book?" And I just didn't. Read it. <laughs> and I came back when I was older, and then read that, and then Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, "Oh, I just had to get through that oh, part." Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that, but I'm hyped for the show. You know, I'm, I'm, I will give it a chance. I'm super interested, and I think you know the Peter Jackson version is amazing but it's also dated at this point um and it will be very interesting to see i never saw all the hobbit movies i will say that right away i have i just um, never saw okay. the extended versions yet even though i have they, them, I they got ruined them. for me like i saw the first one and i was like this is cool i'm down to see where this goes and then the second one i saw in a midnight premiere but the theater had issues so it didn't start to like 1 30 oh, no. in the morning instead of midnight and so that movie didn't i didn't get at home till like 4 a.m and i was exhausted so i barely remember it i remember i fell asleep so I just never jump back on that train. Dang. I never had the time. That, that, that's something you have to invest in, you know. Yeah, no, it if is. I'm gonna rewatch them. I'm gonna rewatch those extended versions because I never got to see them. First one's so, good. Others are. Yeah, I just feel like they didn't need to make that a trilogy. That was okay. That was uh, whoever I think was it New Line Cinema or Warner Brothers. I think it was Warner Brothers actually for that. Uh, they were the ones that overcompensated and tried to make it bigger than it was supposed to be. Originally, it was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro directing two films. And then it got the filming got too insane that he left in the during the first one near the end of it, and that's when they put Peter Jackson on, and then went, "Hey, can you make it three? And he went, "What the fuck?" And then they had to come up with shit to make it into three movies, and that's why it feels so ridiculous in oh, terms of wow. its like yeah. length and what's going on in it, because it's like, dude, you took three books and made them three movies. You just took one book that's smaller than those each of those three bo- each of those books individually and made three mm-hmm. movies out of that, and it was like. The Hobbit's like Holy 120 shit. pages or something. Like, yeah. if even that, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they, they also included shit from the Return of the King appendices that was, uh, oh, like, the, wow. the stuff in the back that talks about all the lore. They include, like, the Dol Guldur, Sauron being the necromancer stuff in The yeah. Hobbit. And that's not part of The Hobbit whatsoever. And I'm just like, even though that's an awesome thing, that's, like, not where it's at but anyway all right we're, gonna, <laughs> we're getting off of the i didn't know that that was really cool that yeah was really interesting i did not know that next up metal gear solid the movie uh we already knew it was being directed by uh jordan vote roberts who directed uh skull island the kong skull island movie but we got casting for solid snake 
Uh, apparently it's going to be oscar isaac which is like holy shit that's so good dude i i love oscar isaac and i love metal gear and i i can just see him with the bandana and everything like he he could definitely be snake i think he could put off that love really does bloom on the battlefield yeah so we'll see i i've never played the metal gear games because i never i wasn't really a playstation person growing up um but i've always been very interested in them so that's something i will be binging soon when i graduate um, but I, I looked at the casting and I was like, it's Oscar Isaac. He kicks ass and everything. And I know, you know, I know about metal gear. I know like who snake is and all that. It's hard not to. Um, and I just think, I think it looks great. So when you pair the actor to who they're supposed to represent, it just works that much yeah. better. You know, like you, be- it's more believable as a fan. Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely watch Kojima watching this because that's how you can tell if it's going good or not because if kojima is excited for someone doing his game as a film after he's left konami like that's the, i think that's a good sign so just watch what he says as like announcements come and trailers come out eventually in probably years i'm not too sure probably like a couple years we'll see a trailer maybe but uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna be fun and i'm glad we finally at least got someone to, uh, that's gonna be starring in it and then it's gonna be fun seeing like who's gonna be otacon and liquid and shit like that but on on due time i feel like the yeah. first trailer has to have oscar isaac going like what metal gear metal gear <laughs> yeah no uh and then we have one little uh dc show coming they they're they already we talked about it before that like we're getting a wonder girl or yara floor series to cw mm, yeah but now another new character who this one actually yara florida isn't even in the comics yet this is that's the insane part but this one actually yeah. has a, a mini series and is part of young justice but naomi uh created by ben uh, brian michael bendis is getting yeah. her show on the cw and it's going to be from uh director uh ava DuVernay, which for those that don't know she is in charge of the project new gods uh, which is going to be the New Gods <laughs> film. So interesting. Holy shit. I'm so hyped for that. Um, Ava already said that, you know, no, the quarantine has done nothing but good stuff for New Gods. Really? Um, and it's just gotten them to work harder on it and to dig more and to like really shape the film. Um, she's working on it with Tom King and he's helping write the script right Ooh. now. And it's going to be very much based off of his, not based off of his Mr. Miracle book, but heavily influenced. And it's going to be very. Um, Barda and uh, Scott Free are going to be like the main characters mm. starting off. Um, I hope they don't I'm make Orion an asshole too much. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm curious how they're going to do it. Um, I am a huge Jack Kirby fan. I am a huge New Gods fan. I've read like the, all of the Fourth World. I'm super invested into it. It's where I draw so much inspiration from. So I am so excited about this. And I will say right now, as much as I do love the Snyder stuff, he has not done the Jack Kirby uh stuff justice like dark side and steppenwolf and even with these new shots i'm not too pleased with it but um i think this is going to be amazing and it's going to dig deep and i think ava really gets where um where jack kirby was coming from with like mixing mythology with religion with uh technology with uh all this sorts of stuff and jack was the first to really bring women and uh you know just i hate saying the word minorities um but like (laughs) to justice and to like represent them properly and to give them great stuff, you know, like he had more black characters and he created more black characters than anyone else at the time. Um, giving Barda and all the female characters, the strength they have, I think 
her running it, it's her being a female and also being um, of color is going to be amazing for this film. And her doing, uh, was it Naomi? Yes. Is that what it's called? I always get Naomi or Naomi uh, mixed up. But I think she's going to kill it. And if it's going to be a show, am I correct? Yeah, CW show. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so pulling me I back into CW, great. damn it. I'm trying to I know. I'm trying to give well, up those shows and they're like, here's some cool ones coming. Well, they ended a couple There's and then they got to replace those with something, right? Yeah, but they, there's so many well, again. <laughs> there's a rumor that Swamp Thing is going to get renewed for season 2. There's a really big rumor going around right now that that's going to happen. Which that was one exciting. of the biggest disappointments for me for um the DC app when they for, like I yeah. was so hyped for the idea of a Swamp Thing show that I was like actually considering getting a subscription just to watch that show and then they were like ah you know we decided to cancel it after like six episodes it's not it wasn't going anywhere and i was like what but it, it looked so cool it though so many complications with budgets mm. in north carolina that they dealt with and it sucks because i think it was the week it was going to premiere they announced it was pretty canceled. much yeah and that hurt it more than anything else they shouldn't have announced it yet they should have announced yeah. it apparently the casting crew thought something. they were getting another season too like they didn't find out until it was like oh fuck <laughs> Like they were well, shocked. They were too. setting up Justice League Dark. They uh they cut the season three episodes and then it was supposed to they had the part of the trees, Phantom Stranger was supposed to come in, it was supposed to lead into more and it just oh, you awesome. know, by season three, Justice League Dark was gonna be swamp thing. Man, that would have been so fantastic. Cool. Yeah, that would have been great. Well we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Yeah, if that comes back, that'd be charge of that. Amazing. I'd love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regarding that announcement, I'm curious i'm hyped i don't know much about the character uh he pretty much it seems like they were like we want our own miles morales and he said coming right up and then uh <laughs> yeah like i'm yeah. not even joking like i'm pretty sure and she honestly uh it, it's a good book it's a interesting book that it's not like flooring or anything like it didn't grab me like miss marvel did when that first came out but it mm-hmm. really is interesting and it's like a nice little thing where it's oh a small town girl in oregon and it's like, oh, here's your origin and all this other shit. And they keep fucking with you, too, throughout the whole book. They keep going, like, is this my origin? And it's like, no, it's that guy over there. You see that guy working at the auto shop? Yeah. Oh, that's his origin. And it's like, what, what the fuck does that? What? What? <laughs> There's, like, Thanagarians and Ran. And uh, oh, it, it's wow. it's very interesting. And then they reveal where she's from. And you're like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's cool. I think they're gonna Bendis will eventually do a second volume. I think even though Young Justice was canceled, I think that they'll still do something for Naomi at least uh, because oh, with the show for sure. They want yeah, those, they, won't. they need to sell those books now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, jumping on into the next casting set, uh, House of the Dragon has three new casting uh, announcements. Uh, so we already knew uh, they put in for. Uh, what was his face? Viserys Targaryen, who was the Targaryen right before the Dance of Dragons event occurs in the mm. world of Ice and Fire, where it's like the Targaryen Civil War, basically, that kills off like majority of the dragons in the world. This one, uh, they're adding in... Uh, so this is interesting here. They're adding in Greg Yatennis, Claire Kilner, and Gita Patel. Uh, to direct uh, the show but uh, for casting they're adding Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook, which I believe are from Ready Player One terrible movie guys don't watch it uh, and Matt Smith from yeah. Doctor Who yeah. and if I read it correctly Matt Smith is playing Prince Damon Targaryen 
Who's he? Huh. I, I'm not too. I've seen the shows. I have the books. I haven't read the books. But uh, he uh, is King Viserys's younger brother. At first, um, so there, it, it just kind of solidifies at least that what timeline this is taking place in. Because at first, when they announced House of the Dragon, you're thinking, is it going to be anthology and go through the entire line of the Targaryens yeah, from the like Targaryens, Aegon to Conquer? Yeah, they were around for a long time, so they, it could have been mm-hmm. any generation of them. Yeah, and you think, like, is it going to be, like, uh, what I want is each season to be a different Targaryen line, or, like, a different uh, era of the dynasty, but I don't really know if they're going to do that now, because this one, it seems like they're just going all in on the Dance of Dragons, and if I remember correctly, his brother is someone that survives and becomes, like, one of the main guys in the Civil War, because he's one of the older vets, and I forget which side he takes, but he's, like basically one of the dudes that gets in on the dragon fights uh when the actual war right. breaks out uh at first when they said damon i'm gonna be honest i thought immediately like oh, they're doing damon blackfire and yeah. you're like oh shit blackfire rebellion which is like you know the whole thing with the bastards oh. that keep rebelling and there's like two uh, full yeah. rebellions with them but Blackfire it's... was the uh bastard name for the targaryen bastards right yes yeah and they reverse it so it's a black dragon in red instead of a red dragon over black. oh that's sick oh yeah it for their sigil exactly so but this one it looks like they're just reinforcing on the dance of dragons so we're seeing more and more that this will be much uh, a bigger scale and if people haven't looked uh, they can always check out twitter for the new concept for the upcoming dragon like they have a new dragon picture up there i'm not yeah. sure which dragon it's going to be but uh it looks pretty cool uh, other have you guys w- read the books? Yeah. Yes. Up to uh, current. Well, There's, uh, this to current. isn't over yet. There is a House of the Dragon book that I refuse to read. Pretty much I've actually <laughs> stopped um, putting money towards George R. R. Martin properties until I get Winds of Winter. Like, I'm not going to yeah. go on there and complain at them online. I'm just like, I'm just going to speak with my wallet and just not buy stuff until I get the, the thing I everyone's been waiting for. So I'm actually probably not going to watch this when it comes out, but it's still like interesting to see this. And once I get that book, then I'll watch this immediately and buy yeah. that other I, book. I have the first three books. I just picked them up recently. So um, take your well, time. I had two of them, but yeah. Ta- yeah. Because when you finish, when you <laughs> get through all five, you're just going to be like a, be fucking scratching your wrist. Like, where's the next one? I need the next one. And then you're like, fuck five years pass. And you're like, <gasps> withdrawal is five years long. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm super excited to dive into it. And, I don't know. Were you guys Doctor Who fans? Oh, yeah. I kind of uh, dropped not. off after a while. I, I haven't watched any of the Peter Capaldi stuff, but I did watch oh, most of yeah, the same. Matt Smith stuff. I And that's the thing. Like, um, you know, it's funny. I'm rewatching it right now with my girlfriend because I was like her quarantine show she's getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's almost done with the Matt Smith stuff. And if, you know, any fans out there, they know Matt Smith can get dark and he oh, can get yeah. scary and intimidating. And he might seem kind of bright and bubbly the way he was in season five. But, dude, he is probably the most terrifying doctor and a most angry one. So I, I'm so excited to see him and how he's going to represent this role. Um, I'm a big fan of his and I'm a big Doctor Who fan. So I think there's I mean, that's all you got to say is Matt Smith and I'm in. So. The other casting here, so also for Matt Smith's, uh, for Damon Targaryen, they say, younger brother to King Viserys and heir to the throne. Uh, a peerless warrior and dragon rider, he possesses the true blood of the dragon. Uh, Samantha Cook will be playing Alicent Hightower, uh, the daughter of Otto Hightower, the hand of the king and the most comely woman in the Seven Kingdoms, raised in the Red Keep, close to the king in his innermost circle. She possesses both a curtly grace and a keen political acumen. acumen. And this is, okay, actually, this is the biggest cat. This is the biggest reveal. Naomi Richards 
Oh, no, so, uh, uh, what's her, uh, what's her first name? Uh, Emma Darcy is playing Renera Targaryen, King's firstborn child of pure Valerian blood. Uh, like her uncle Damon, she is a dragon rider, and HBO uh, says she was born with everything except being born a man. Mm. So, for those that don't know, she is one of the two key figures of the Dance of Dragons. So, when all the Dance of Dragons happens, uh, it's between her and her half-brother from an, uh, the second wife of Viserys Targaryen. So, she claims the throne because she is the oldest Targaryen. Whereas the son that's younger claims the throne because he is male. And if I remember correctly, huh. guys, she actually later, later marries... If I, if I remember correctly, she marries her uncle, Prince Daemon Targaryen. And they together are like the fucking dragon rider, perfect couple, power... Basically a power couple that when they're vying for the throne. So... I think they're both going to very much so outlast... Um, our Viserys Targaryen main character so far. Just like with Eddard Stark dying, this dude's going to kick the bucket, and these two characters are going to be pretty much the main characters for the duration of this uh, show. Uh, along with, like, at least for one side, and then we'll get the other side as well, but that's actually really big, so she's going to be there a lot. Like, this is actually the big... They're really hitting the, with the big characters first. But it's going to be interesting when we Exciting. see the casting for the other side, like with the other line of Targaryens that are going to be vying for the throne as well. I'm super excited. It sounds like some fun stuff to just like dive into and kind of just escape and nerd out, you know? Oh, yeah. Now to uh, get into the thick shit. You guys ready for the Warner Brothers 2021 films that are coming to uh, <laughs> that are coming to HBO Max? So I don't think we'll ever be ready. <laughs> Warner Brothers dropped a bombshell on everyone and was like, hey, everybody, uh, here's all of our 2021 films. They're coming to HBO Max, and it's a it's a very, very fat list of movies, I gotta say. It's impressive. Um, I, I looked at that list, and I was like, these are, like, I need, to, I need an HBO Max subscription. Like, they're, they're yeah, all common? What? Mm-hmm. Let me find the. I lost my list. Holy shit! But um, let me. I mean, key players are like you know we're gonna see Wonder Woman on Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. Dune. All of us were super brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. I just finished reading the book Dune for the Here first time, um, and I was just so sad we couldn't see it this year and having to wait another year for it. Um, but I'm super hyped for that one. Um, trying to think what else off the top of my. Head. I got the uh, I got the Matrix. full list here. Okay, go for it. All right, so we got uh, the little things on January 29th, 2021. Tom and Jerry. I didn't know there was a Tom and Jerry movie coming. Yeah. Uh, March 5th, action. 2021. Uh, the Many yeah. Saints of Newark, March 12th, 2021. Reminiscence, right. April 16th, 2021. Godzilla vs. Kong, May 21st, 2021. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, June 4th, 2021. In the Heights, cool. June 18th, 2021. I think that's a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, July 16th, 2021. The Suicide Squad, August 6th, 2021. Dune. Oh, interested for that. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Dune, October 1st, 2021. King Richard, November 19th, 2021. And Matrix 4, December 22nd, 2021. We also have uh, To Be Determined for Dates, Cry Macho, Malignant, Those Who Wish Me Dead, 
Mortal Kombat, and Judas and the Black Messiah. So, do you... Th- okay, just judging by that, like, all the really good movies are coming next fall, next winter. Second half of 2021. Um, did Pretty I miss yeah. you saying yeah. the Matrix 4 was also going to be in there? Yes, in December. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, in yeah. one year. In December, yeah. So, with um, these... Uh, first off, just to say, they are coming to HBO Max the same day as they're coming in theaters, and they will yes. be available... Each film will be available for exactly one month. Uh, that makes and sense. And then they'll be taken right off. But you'll have one month access to each of these films. I will say AMC because AMC is not happy. AMC is not happy. Before we get into the backlash, uh, like I said, like all the big ones besides Godzilla, but pretty much it's within like they're still trying to push them all back. So it's like really starting late May and onward. They're pretty much holding still as much as they can. So once people are getting those vaccines, because if I get a vaccine, you bet your sweet ass I will be in the IMAX premiere of Godzilla vs. Kong. If I don't get a vaccine, you bet your sweet ass I'll be in the IMAX of getting the Godzilla. Oh <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. I'll rent the I theater. Really, I need to, I'll buy the fucking theater. I'll be like, hey guys, uh, Kickstarter here. I need you to help me buy out this IMAX <laughs> theater. <laughs> it's my birthday. Not really, but please. Well, that's. I'm wondering if it's like all the big hitters are at the end of the year, middle of the year. Um, if things do get sorted out, you know, miraculously and somehow it does work out, they might just retract all of this and be like oh well you know it's safe now you could see dune in theaters yeah and we won't do this for the whole so i think they're the wording that they used was like it's not gonna be safe everywhere to see movies in theaters like throughout 2021 because of the way things are going so for the places that it's not safe to go to the theaters or you personally don't feel safe going to the theaters here's your option to see it online for like a month if you subscribe to HBO Max. Um, so I think the idea is that like they're still trying to support the theaters, but making a safe alternative for their fans, I guess. Yeah. I don't think they'll be if thing okay, so if things get better, then it's a win win because they there's still gonna be people watching. They're not gonna take it off because now they still have that goodwill at least on their side a little bit. Because right now the people that are happy are the consumers. Everyone else is probably pissed, yeah. but the consumers are happy. They, if the, because I've said it many a time before, the minute theater, like I'm good to go, I'm healthy and theaters are open. And if I could get to, wa- if I get to watch like the, the movies I missed, like Tenet and maybe New Mutants, I don't know, I heard it's bad, but if I get to watch those in theaters, like I will go and watch them and I'll be at the theater like any day I can to catch up with what I missed because I want to go yeah. experience it. So if we do get people that are healthier even though it's on hbo max you bet your sweet ass like people will want to go into the theaters and go watch it there too so they're then setting it up that they will make more money but speaking of theaters amc is not happy about this which for this deal to work if i'm correctly if i looked at it correctly they're uh, they're giving amc a bigger cut of the theater profits so amc is getting like 60 percent instead of what it would be uh, normally so they're actually getting a better deal, but they're still pissed because when you looked at the tweets when uh, WB announced this, a lot of people were like, oh, theaters are dead. Theaters are dead. Theaters are dead. And that's what AMC, I think, was afraid of, especially since uh, if I heard correctly, they might be filing for bankruptcy soon. Uh, That'd by like be January. January. That'd be really sad because I've been yeah. to AMC theaters like my entire life. 
and I yeah. just I just don't like the Metreon. Metreon was better before they owned it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironically, That's I'm like, oh, true. the theater they have that we have, I, it was better before they were there, and now it's not as good. So uh... In El Paso, we have one IMAX. It's kind of meh. Maybe it's better now. It's been a few years since I've been to it. We have Cinemark, one AMC, and then we have the Draft House, and I always just go to the Draft, yeah, the draft, draft House. Yeah, we go to Alamo. Yeah, It's the most yeah. fun experience I've had going to the theater in a long time. I miss it so yeah. much. It, save the draft house yeah, you can kill amazing. mc save the draft house sorry sorry but yeah if we have to choose one i'm choosing hello draft house uh, but you know what like theaters have to think of a way to make things better for people like i don't feel like they've really put the effort to enhance the theater experience um it, everything's overpriced like sometimes seats aren't comfortable like it's it, like i don't know some of them have like the reclining chairs you know i feel like draft house has the best setup out of all mm-hmm. of them um, we have some other theater that's like a ripoff of the draft house, but it's like overpriced and it's not nearly as cool and the food sucks. And you know what? I'm just going to bitch about this because I can, but like I'm vegan. I don't eat like a lot of that stuff. And draft house gives me a lot of food options more than anyone else. So that's why it's like easier and better for me to go there. Um, all these other places, it's like, I feel like ticket prices are over, you know, overpriced. I feel like the experience isn't always that great. I feel like, you know, I love the rules where no phone, you get kicked out. Yeah. Like, I want to sit there and enjoy mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. like that's why Draft House rules, and they're always evolving and trying to find better ways. I even go to the parties because the parties are fun as hell, and they have good beer. You know, and that's what I want to do is just have a bunch of alcoholic milkshakes. And... Oh, so good. Yes. Dude, those are so <laughs> like, good. Oh. So good. I still drive. After. It's such a. They got to step it up. They got to find a way to be like, all right, we need the consumers to come back and we are going to make a change to make your theater experience even better than it was before. And then people will flock to them again. Yeah, I mean, if if you can watch a movie in the comfort of your own home, the only reason why you would go to a theater is if they can literally give you an experience that you couldn't get at home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I could buy a badass sound bar and be okay in my apartment watching Mm -hmm. it. You know, like I will upgrade my TV to make that experience better you know but what like, I mean? like definitely that's insane the what i like so much about the draft house is that like one the the no talking rule like if you if, you, if yes. someone near you is making noise you just raise up your card and point to the people and they'll take care of them or whatever yeah. and the the food there it's literally like a restaurant that you're watching huh. a movie at and yeah. it's so good it's so good like it's pricey but it's also like i feel when i get my food that it is absolutely worth it because i've never not enjoyed mm-hmm. something that i've gotten from there and All so right, back to the hbo max yeah okay sorry <laughs> draft <laughs> house is good I totally go, agree go to the draft house totally agree yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, free totally, advertisements 100%. for the draft house guys we got we got it all here uh what it's i was possible. gonna say with the amc ceo adam oh. aaron uh clearly warner media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the prof- profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business, hence like at least for now 60 60% profits and shit like that. Um, but yeah, that's what AMC had to say. Uh, I believe others that aren't just the theaters are also uh having some issues including legendary entertainment who is the company that pretty much produced both dune and godzilla versus kong uh they are seeking legal action against wb after this announcement because they weren't even told uh that this was actually going to happen 
uh, uh, uh this is from variety but uh legendary financed a significant amount of both dune and uh godzilla vs kong with both movies allegedly costing uh, 175 million and 160 million respectively and the legendary reportedly footing a large part of those bills uh didn't have much of a say how the films would be released so you could see why they would be pissed off by wb in this sense so whereas amc i get why they'd be angry because they're literally barely treading water like they're about to drown but legendary was the were the ones that actually foot the cost and they weren't even advised on this decision so i do get why they would be a little bit more pissed off um but i will also say it's it's a uh, apparently dallas dennis villain view is also frustrated by this who is the director of dune and he oh, so mad easily pre prefers it being viewed on the big screen as opposed to uh, inconsistent home theater setups, uh, according to Friday sources. So, yeah, everyone's not happy about this, and there is, of course, one man who pretty much is bankrolled pretty much by WB. Like, he... All of his movies are in their studio. Christopher Nolan is the latest... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Some of our... In he says uh, to Hollywood Reporter... Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. <laughs> oh, no. Holy yeah. shit. So That's a sick burn. <laughs> that's a very big one, especially because, honestly, I think HBO Max is, like, one of the better ones at this point now because of the, their fucking... Oh, yeah. Like, even before this, they actually were building up pretty well. They have a lot of shit there where... Well there's more variety than I would say other platforms, but well, it has everything I yeah. watch. It has adult swim. It has cartoon network. It has DC. It has movies. It has uh, Turner classic. It has so many things like it's, it's, it's an amazing service. Yeah. You know? And I get why they're mad, but you know what? When you look at the people who are really upset about this, it's the older filmmakers and the ones that really cherish like film and the theater, the silver screen, the presentation, yeah. the silver screen. And it's like, that's not life anymore to a certain extent like i i admire theater so much but you know what like you're making a film and a film should be enjoyed at home it should be enjoyed at the theater i get it like but it's you got to kind of roll with the times you know like uh look, look at theaters from like the 30s to like the 80s to like now you know what i mean like it's all different oh, yeah. and now we're just in a new way and home technology is different home televisions are different we almost get the same quality from our tv screens at home um with less fuss less like expenses less everything as we do there plus if you're going to show us a three-hour film like i hate having to hold in a piss mm -hmm. for like two <laughs> yeah, hours yeah that's an hour always and a half, you know fucking what I mean? avengers like if you're going to deliver a film that long give us a 10 minute intermission so we could take a piss and a smoke break, i really you know appreciated I mean? like, that for the uh, hateful eight <laughs> Oh, oh right? that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah they, yeah. The Tarantino, Tarantino knows how to do it, you guys. Tarantino, mm -hmm. he's yeah. got this yeah, shit down. Exactly. But I, so, I agree with that too, what you're saying, for sure. And I get it. Like, and it should be there. For, it should be an option. And I would, love, I would pay more to see it on a bigger, better screen. Um, but also, like, I have to think about, like, gas, and I have to think about popcorn mm -hmm. and food and, like, this and that. And, you know, I love being able to choose my seat. But before, like, having to fight for a seat, getting it to a theater 30 minutes early, 
and just so you get a decent seat and then like you're there for four hours you know what i mean that's a a lot of us now that you know i'm working full-time i have school i don't have that luxury yeah, that's a whole day you know? like, yeah exactly so it, it, there's some pros and cons but i feel like warner brothers like i said earlier is just they're just trying to make it accessible you know it's it's a COVID's a unique situation and if it happens for one year for our it's lives it's one year it's just one year one fucking year holy yes. shit you know what I mean like we, we put it off this long we're all broken hearted we can't see this films and it doesn't matter where I see it I want to see it because the directors because the story because the actors like there's so many reasons it's not going to corrupt it for me I'm still going to buy it yeah. when it comes out you know yeah. like I'll still give you my money yeah. I, I don't you know, know if I'll buy home. sorry Chris <laughs> for no it occurs to me that like it's just it's going to be unfair to someone or another like if it yeah currently it's being unfair to the theaters because yeah people could just watch the stuff at home but by delaying these movies over and over and over again it's unfair to all the actors who worked in it it's unfair to the directors who you know worked on the movies to the the mm-hmm. um the people working the cameras everyone who worked on that movie and no one gets to see it for an undetermined amount of time like yeah, and you don't get your money back cool. until people pay to see the movie so you know either way someone's going to be screwed sorry i think and- at least like for hbo max like obviously a lot of people you're going to see a lot of trials starting up now um especially yep. actually you know what everyone's going to use everyone is going to use up their 30 day trials 14 day trials i think it's like 14 days or something but they're going to yeah. use those up this month they're going to use that up yeah. at christmas for Wonder Woman. Like, that's going to be when it's going to be used. And then after that, they're going to see everything they got. They're going to spend all this money on getting into it. Like, I fucking pre-ordered that service. I pre-ordered it. I don't pre-order streaming services. You know how crazy that is to say that? But, like, I wonder if with this, like, with the legal stuff, will Warner then at least, or I guess if it's not necessarily Warner, but AT&T, like, I'm not too sure which one it's going to be in charge of this portion, but... Will they then give some profits of it to Legendary and stuff like that? Will they compensate them? Obviously, AMC, they're, for theaters, they're giving the deal of, hey, you're getting more of the profits within the theaters themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I feel for Dennis, uh, the director of Dune and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I'm, hey, I it's October. I sh- If I got the vaccine, I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll be in the theater watching this film. Uh, and like I said, I'm pretty much like, I'll be getting it as soon as possible for May for Godzilla. So you bet your ass I'll be there to like check it out. So people that want to be there will be there. Your movies will make profits. They're not going to be as good, but everyone's sacrificing. People don't even have jobs. So it's like just So who, yeah, who's going to go see your movie if they can't afford a movie? Yeah, that's also general, a problem. You know what I mean? Like, And the theaters so, aren't getting yeah, cheaper either. So it's it's been, you know like it's been difficult like fucking yeah. it's almost like the amount of money they're costing it's like 22 dollars for an amex or something like that now and it's like 17 mm-hmm. for a regular ticket so it's like things have been going up each time yeah so it's it's harder yeah like dude i i was asking this a few years ago like when i was a kid in middle school and high school and used to go on a date and see a movie it's like oh here's 20 bucks you can get like dinner and a movie and now it's like 20 bucks it's like what does that that gets me a ticket yeah yeah not even popcorn mm-hmm. you know what I mean? if you want to like, go on a date with a girl you're pretty much going like all right i'll get the tickets you get this the food like the, you got to split that way yeah. now it's to that point like they're one costs yeah. more than the other now too yeah because i mean it's... obviously theaters make money they're where they're making money is off their concessions because obviously mm-hmm. the fucking food and drinks they're selling you is not worth what they're selling you like that shit's like no. five times less what it's really valued especially what they're actually paying for it 
So that's how they make their profit. Just like uh, that's the closest thing they got to a digital service, pretty much, where it's like near 100 yeah. percent profit. But yeah, I, I, I get it. I get why everyone's angry, but I also get, hey, everyone else is struggling, so it's, it could be worse for you. At the same yeah, time, yeah. Honestly, like you still have probably more. You used to have a job, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> all right, that is WB. Otherwise, I guess closing notes here. Are you guys psyched for these movies? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am definitely them, yeah. psyched. I'm fucking. Like, I know Christmas. Uh, it's like I get to watch Soul and I get to watch Wonder Woman. I, I think I might watch Soul first, just because I want it to be like the opener. That's like my appetizer, and then Wonder Woman's like the. uh like the full-on like main chorus where i'm like oh boy and there's no yeah. family coming over so i'm like yes i can just do this so True. it's gonna be a good time but all right guys that is warner brothers going with hbo max subscribe now this uh next message is brought to you by hbo max not really uh <laughs> but we we get paid by alamo draft house and warner brothers guys just giving you a heads up not really i wish we did though they should give us money uh you guys ready for the fucking <laughs> Disney investor call. Oh yes. Uh, okay, let's get through it. So, before we start, Disney basically—I'll say they did this for two reasons. One, obviously, they they are losing a lot of money right now, so they need people to invest. Like, they still need the stocks to go up, so they did this mm-hmm. for their stocks. But normally, we don't. The, the public doesn't normally see this shit. Like, this is the first time no. I've actually gotten to watch an actual live stream of an investor call for Disney. They did it for that, and they did it for hype. Pure hype to hype people up for Disney. And obviously, also, if you notice during this, they said zero... They nearly... They, like, barely talked about their Avengers campus and California Adventure and stuff. They pretty much hid amusement parks because of the layoffs and stuff they wanted to yeah. overshadow that and i just wanted to yeah. reiterate on that so just remember that they they went full on like these are all either big screens or disney plus for everything they announced here but all right we're going in order of the announcements but we're not going to announce everything this is everything uh i put of interest and if i miss something that maybe you guys want to talk about just let me know but pretty much every single marvel and star wars thing is for sure in here so not to worry yes. about that they did start off right, with cool. uh riot and the last dragon will still be coming in March of 2021, but it will also be coming to Disney Plus. Same day as theater, but here's the kicker, guys. Just not like Soul. Soul is coming for free on Disney Plus on Christmas. This will be like Mulan. It is premiere access, and it will maybe be $30 again? I don't know. Hopefully they learn their lesson. We just know premiere access is the one where you, you subscribe to Disney Plus and then you pay extra. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Uh, what if you guys wanted to watch it? What is the price that you would be willing to pay for that? I would because I think fifteen for me is the top. Yeah, max. fifteen is definitely 15. The, the max for me. I think I would prefer ten, but fifteen is like like we were just saying about the price of a movie ticket. So yeah, uh, that would be because that's like yeah, yeah. I think because that's still more than a one month subscription to Disney Plus. Oh, you're all so, you're right. That is true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're paying yeah. for all those movies, like, and then they're like, "Here, this single movie, you've spent thirty dollars." Uh, and you know, I, I could say I could see how certain movies get charged more or less because they know more people will watch one than another. Like, I mean, for a Star Wars film, I I would definitely pay twenty. You know what I mean? Just because it's it's Star Wars, you know, or a Marvel movie, I could see that. 
for for a lot of movies that's like this is very a kid's demographic charge them 15 bucks make it easy for the parents you know what i mean like and you know like if you're a superhero or, or like you know sci-fi fan or whatever like paying a little extra you know they'll do it yeah you know like you, you know they will so i mean i could see how that could fluctuate it's just and it's probably not fair but i mean and come on like that makes sense you know like you'll get more parents buying movies for their kids and it'll be easier on them and do you know like i don't know how the mulan thing worked but how long did they have access for it or was it like a 48 hour thing was it uh, so they no they had full days? access to it afterwards so it's basically uh people now can watch mulan for free on disney plus uh it is free for everyone at a certain point in december they uh released it free for everyone but basically when it came out uh it was you have early access so if you paid that $30, you had access before everyone else did in now in December, and you had it from then till now, basically. Oh, so you kind of bought the movie. Except if you stop subscribing to Disney+, Plus, then you don't have that movie. Oh, see, that's fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the whole. that was <laughs> like, the whole issue for it, because also, like, it's it's just like when, it, when Disney movies come to uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Your average film is 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Disney ones are 30 so they also overcharge on their films as well when they come to home. So it's like they did it just like this for that. Uh, and that's why it was still like $10 more than your average like uh, movie that would be, especially a movie you're renting, really. It's not a movie you're buying. Like it, it was still overpriced very much so. But that was their that was their kickoff for their investor call. Any last comments before we actually go into the full listing? Nah. No, uh, that's just interesting. It's a, oh, yeah. No. I didn't know about that concept. Yeah. All right, so we're starting with uh, their stuff for Hulu and FX, pretty much. Uh, going through it, just stop me. I'll give like a little pause to see if you guys want to say something. Otherwise, we'll just keep going. Uh, first off, uh, Handmaid's Tale is getting a fourth season in 2021. So that'll be coming back. All right, cool. A new show is coming to FX the and also Hulu, uh, Reservation Dogs. So at first I was like, Reservoir Dogs? Uh, Res- Reservation Dogs is a new half-hour comedy series about four Native American teenagers growing up on a reservation in eastern Oklahoma, currently in development from co-creators Sterling Harjo, or Harjo, I'm not sure, and Academy Award winner Taika Waititi. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. I like Taika Waititi. I'm excited about this because, you know, I mean, you don't really get, like, American Indian, Native American representation in True. much, but also, like, an actual yeah. show about that, not also to say, like, a comedy show, because I'm going to be honest, like, when it comes to certain stuff, like, if you ever looked at properties, like, let's say, Scout, it's more, and, like, or Wind River, things are pretty depressing when they usually depict, like, Native American, Native Americans in, like, film or media, and this could be, I think, the same thing, but they're putting comedy spin on it as well with Watiti there, but I think even though it's like that, I think they'll still potentially send some form of message uh, for that. Yeah, one. I think it'll be interesting. Um, I have to definitely see more about it and maybe see like a small trailer, get me interested and whatnot. But for an announcement, like it's piqued my interest. Uh, and then so they also have Why the Last Man uh, coming yes. exclusively Very to FX on Hulu. Yes. So that's another one. Yes, super hyped. And. I think their biggest thing for, and then I noticed they're doing double branding here. So they're saying FX on Hulu now. So they're kind of reinforcing those together. But the next one here is Alien. So this was the big one. I think the biggest announcement for it. Uh, There's an Alien TV series in development for it. And it is being helmed. This is why it's exciting. It's being helmed by Noah Hawley, 
who did Fargo and Legion. If you haven't watched Legion, holy, I still have to watch Ooh. Fargo, but Legion is amazing. So they're giving this man reigns over Alien on television. And the reason I'm excited is because, guys, you know what that means? No fucking Ridley Scott. And I am very <laughs> happy about this because he, you know. Yeah, I don't, that's true. I don't... That lore is getting very convoluted right now. Dude, oh, yeah. Because yeah, we, we I... almost had a Neil Blomkamp Alien 5, and then instead we got Alien Covenant. And then... I couldn't bring myself to watch that's Covenant. Up. It just it, it sucked. I was so bored yeah. in the theater. I was actually bored. That's a shame. I I did enjoy it. Like I I don't think it was the greatest alien film. Um, what was super stupid about that movie that's always gonna haunt me is that I I had not seen it first off, and I had been writing a short story for school, and it was about like you know these guys in space and they come across a planet that's not supposed to be there, and it's not really there. Hmm. And I'm watching Alien Covenant, and I'm like what the fuck i just wrote this like and i just wrote like they find this planet that's not supposed to be there and all this shit and i was like what the f-? and so like i don't know i think I maybe i was interested in that because of like the story i was working on at the time and it was kind of cool you know like i had the same mindset well, and whatnot. it's but, uh, it's a really cool setup for a movie it's just kind of got a little high on itself towards the middle part. oh <laughs> yes yeah yeah and it just like it didn't deliver as much as i wanted it to and i didn't answer enough i don't yeah. think um but I mean, yeah, guys, if you guys have, you know, have you seen Legion, James? Yeah, I just finished it a little while ago. It's, I really, really like that uh, show. I, I haven't finished, I think, season two. I think it, I probably got interrupted with school, but like, Jesus Christ, that show is so, I will, I've seen the first episode at least like four times because I keep on restarting it. It is so fucking good. Yeah, like, I love it. It's, I always recommend it to people who like, well, I'm not into comic books. I don't know anything about it. It's like, watch Legion. You don't need to know anything. Yeah. You, you know show, who Professor X is? It's just psychedelic. That kind of helps It's you. awesome. All of it, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, it is beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I couldn't be more excited for that. That's my yeah, opinion. same. I, I've been really interested in the Aliens, uh, I guess, world for mm-hmm. a, a long time just because, like, the um, Xenomorph is just such an interesting life form. Of the, and, like, it's... Yeah. The concept is just like it is the perfect organism, essentially, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. And it it bear it like yeah. I think what's so uncanny about it is that it has human features, but it also has very unhuman features. Also, H.R. Giger's artwork for like techno <sighs> yes. organic stuff is just oh yeah so creepy and in haunting. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to play that game Scorn when it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And so I am very excited for an alien show directed by the person who did Legion. That just sounds all good to me. Quick side note, uh I one of my the the guy that's gotten me into conventions, Tristan, um and he uh he's the one that's really got me on my whole comic book collecting phase and CGCing and signatures and all that. The guy that's taught me everything about like comics pretty much. Um he has an original like helm of alien from the oh first really movie. oh wow because uh, he had he has a mask uh collection collection and i um it is the most awesome gorgeous thing i've ever seen in my life he's been contacted by everyone you could ever possibly think of to buy it off of him he always says no because he's like it's it's invaluable i would never replace it i could never get rid of it yes it would look cool somewhere else but you know what like i fucking have it and uh it is the coolest thing and it's yeah yeah i just had to throw that in there um i'll send you guys pictures or something sometime cool. but um yeah, it, it it's such a good franchise. I'm glad they're bringing it back. Um, I I've read some of the Dark Horse stuff. It's really good. Yeah, the, I'm curious to see this. New I've chapter. watched some YouTube videos on the um, Aliens comics, and they got some really interesting stuff in there. 
Mm-hmm. And they're starting new stuff too, because they're uh, Marvel's Marvel's got it now too. So they're Ooh, starting yeah, a new okay. alien so... series. All right. Next up is uh, also from FX on Hulu, the retelling of James Clavell's saga Shogun. And oh, uh, Justin Marks and Rachel Condor are adapting the epic with award-winning producer Tim Van Patten. And from what I heard, uh, I think the people that are working on this worked on Game of Thrones. They're not obviously uh, Benioff and Weiss, the guys that show ran it and then kind of ran it into the ground once they had full control and it wasn't Martin's work anymore. But mm-hmm. the way I see it is when you think of kind of like these big high-tier series that cover a specific genre, like Game of Thrones covered fantasy. Um Black Sails covered pirates, Vikings covered Vikings, and Spartacus covered gladiators. Each one kind of was at the same type of level, kind of in terms of like being this mm-hmm. very kind of pinnacle genre style. I think this is going to be the samurai one. I think Shogun will be that uh, when it comes out, and it'll basically take its place next to those shows as like the representative, as like the this is the high end of just samurai and stuff like that if it's like if it's shogun and i think it the era i'm thinking it's gonna be feudal japan which will be really awesome that makes a lot of sense i'm interested yeah. i'm really interested uh next up four more seasons of always sunny in philadelphia yes, yes. <laughs> i'll take all i can i have not seen that show in so long but we'll we'll see <laughs> I, I gotta catch up on that one honestly that's like yeah. one of the shows that has always consistently made me laugh the hardest in a long time. It just, it just, I don't know why it, it just gets me. Yeah. It's it, I'm excited for this just because like the next season they said they're tackling COVID and quarantine. So oh. that's going to be, Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Uh, but that is FX on Hulu and we're moving on to star Wars. So many things. So, uh, they they okay, did like first a off, yeah. What's up? Have you guys both seen Rebels and Clone Wars? Unfortunately, oh, yeah. no. I'm like halfway through have. Clone Wars and I haven't started Rebels yet. And James, I forget you're okay. friend with when we talk spoilers for Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, no, right? I, it's fine. I'll get to it eventually, but I I don't particularly care about spoilers at this point. Cool. All right. Uh, I, I will highly say, James, you need. Have you, are you watching Mandalorian right yes. now? Yes. Okay, dude. If you watch Rebels and then watch season two of Mandalorian. Every single episode will have such a more significant impact. I've been hearing yes. that. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much that is correct. Yes. It's going to be. Oh, God. It's going to be so good. Uh, but first off, uh, they did do like a Mandalorian season two sizzle reel. And we saw everything going on there. And mm-hmm. we got two shows that take place at the same time as the Mandalorian in that time frame because they want these shows to intersect and potentially cross over and do all this stuff. Those two shows are Rangers of the New Republic coming to Disney Plus, set yeah. of course during the timeline of the Mandalorian, and Ahsoka. And that's like a recent thing from Home Slice, the girl bounty hunter. She's now a ranger, and that's where they're kind of picking that up. Yeah, from, Cara right? Dune. Yeah. yeah, Cara Dune. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Ahsoka. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka starring holy Rosario fuck. Dawson, set within the Mandalorian timeline, coming to Disney Plus. So these two shows. I'm highly excited for. And first, let's just talk about uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Do we think so? Will they spin off Cara Dune, uh, Gina Carano's character, and have her star in the show, or will she still be in the Mandalorian? And they now bring in a bunch of new, like not I guess you can't say Rebel anymore, but new like Republic characters 
and stuff like that. I think so. I think that'd be, I think the latter. Yeah. I think that'd be way better. I think either one would work fine because I, I love Cara Dune as a character. I think she's an absolute badass, but it would make sense that she would stick to where she's already posted and just be the sheriff of that mm-hmm. place because she seems happy there uh, yeah. and just have like basically have her be the introduction to the new Republic has a bunch of people like her. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that could work. Um, and it would be cool, like kind of an anthology show, like what you're suggesting earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun too. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be the same cast and characters. They could all intervene and lead to one another, but I would love to see more of the galaxy and more of who's out there, you know? Yeah. And there could be a lot coming from this. I'm, I'm curious to see. And it seems like when they say Rangers, it's going to be the Outer Rim, like in the kind of contested areas of the frontier that isn't necessarily in full, like, control mm-hmm. of the New Republican stuff. Or it is in control, but it's not really in control. Like, there's, they're like, ah, yeah. shit, how are we going to do this and stuff like that? Exactly. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other... Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I'm curious. I mean... We left off. I don't want to spoil too much for James, but we left off with her in like a weird spot in Rebels. Um, yeah, and I heard that the episode we see her on in Mandalorian that that might come before where we see her left off in in uh, Rebels. So she's in the final scene in Rebels. Um, so I'm wondering if this is going to bridge the gap where she was between maybe uh, after Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. Or I, I just want to know the timeline because I want to know where they're going to place it and what they're going to mix into it. Maybe we'll get more, uh, see what's his face from, what was the game that just came out? Um, Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cal Kestis. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll see him in it. Um, I, uh, Ezra, I'm hoping we'll see Ezra in this and kind of wrap up the whole Thrawn Ezra stuff. Um, I'm very, there's a lot of open possibilities. Um, but of course she's going to be older, more mature. So it, it's bound to be great. And just seeing her that one episode, holy fuck. She was so maybe, badass. Uh, so badass. Like, I, I don't know. I, I am just too hyped. I am too hyped for that show. Um, it is definitely probably number two or three on my most hyped Star Wars announcements. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Same. I and, saw that and I was like, oh, we're going to get more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yes. at the end of Rebels, yeah. you do get that whole like, where's Ezra, where's Thrawn? And it's just going to be cool kind of getting that. And I think also they probably will cast uh, Sabine Wren for this as well. I think. Oh, I would, I would be not be surprised. So I think they might be carrying Rebels off or picking up where Rebels left off. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming so, you know? Like, that's probably the smartest, best move. This is, who knows? You, you could know? definitely tell Filoni's just, like, this was all part of my overall play. Like, you can tell Filoni's kind of oversing these all, for sure. Like, he definitely he should is. be running Star Wars. He has done the best work in Star Wars since the original trilogy. <laughs> oh, by far, yes. Easily. Yeah. And those, it's like those two. Uh, next up is andor and this is yeah. the yeah. prequel to rogue one and we're getting yeah. stuff with cash and andor and what was cool about this is i mean we, we this was kind of weird at the same time we didn't really get any footage of it they just kind of showed footage from rogue one yeah they they and, hung on to a single line he had where he was like everything i did i did for the rebellion and so they're like yeah. oh now we're going to show you what he did in the rebellion and it's like he did yeah. some fucked up shit y'all ready for this and it's like uh what's interesting is they announced this show a while like they announced mandalorian and cash in and then eventually obi-wan 
so we knew these shows were coming, but like you'd think Cashin was like the this now show called Andor was coming like sooner rather than later. You didn't think it would be this long. And yeah. it's actually coming in 2022. So even though they announced it, this thing has been like not it, I guess it hasn't really been moving. I thought it was necessarily what was that. interesting was they mentioned that they were taking as much care in making this show from like prop design to uh story uh, board writing and stuff like that uh, that they would for a movie and not a show so yeah oh, we'll wow. see we'll see if it's like as high quality as rogue one was because honestly rogue one is probably the only uh disney star wars movie that's i've actually really really enjoyed and still consistently enjoy okay yeah i'm I'm excited for this just because I really did like Diego Luna's character, and I'm excited to see like mm-hmm. uh, all the new characters they're going to put into this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Mexican in space, you can't yeah. go wrong. That's yeah. It, yeah, I'm happy. I'm seeing more mm-hmm. brown Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, We're going to get more yeah. K2SO. <laughs> Oh, right yeah <laughs> I, mean, I think they i think they'll they'll put them in eventually too he'll be the only it'll be those that, two yeah. but the others won't be in it but yeah, at least we'll get them and it'll and be like hey what could go wrong and then you get rogue one and everyone's like ah <laughs> everyone's dead <laughs> but yeah next uh of the 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 other show we we know was coming was obi-wan and they gave us a very interesting detail here guys i'm so hayden hyped christians oh my god you have a fucking cup of hayden christensen that is fantastic it's yeah. a slurpee I'm dr- cup i'm drinking my 7-eleven i'm drinking my yeah, oh is it holographic 7-Eleven oh that's yeah, awesome dude, yeah. I, dude i have a bunch of those i actually gave a i uh i gave uh san francisco brandon a bunch of my slurpee cups i gave him all my halo ones and some other stuff yeah, i've been trying I, to get yeah, rid of my this is my protein cup oh nice <laughs> but hayden christensen returns as darth vader Joining Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the or- original so, series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith and is coming to Disney+. Plus. So this is very interesting because Hayden Christensen not only like took an acting break after episode 3, but like his career bombed because yeah, of his performance sadly. as Anakin. There was that one and movie he was all... in where there's a plane and there's a romance movie and no one watched it. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> cared about him because you're just like, you're a baby, dude. And he just recently said... Um, I don't know if this came out today or yesterday or what, but uh, he's like, I'm really glad I get to um, kind of do this again and really make up for what could have been and what should have been. And I could really prove myself as this character. And I think he's going to give it his all. And I think he's going to totally reconstruct. And you know what? I've always said this, but like Darth Vader's a bitch in all the movies. Um, he doesn't do anything in the movies. He's never done anything. He kicks ass in the comics. He kicks ass in the video games. Row he one. kicks ass in like row one. For like five we minutes. We need the Vader. We need to fear him finally, you know? Yeah. And that's what they need to deliver. And what he, the way he was, the way Vader was in like Rebels and like uh, Clone Wars, like that's... I want that dark, scary Vader. I want to be terrified. So I was thinking how, like, since in episode four, Darth Vader says, like, you know, I've sensed uh, something that I haven't sensed in a very long time. So clearly they cannot have any scenes where Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan are directly talking to each other. But it just occurred to me that one of the things that they cover in the comics is that on, like, the anniversary of his mother's death every year, he goes back to Tatooine, slaughters like a village of sand uh, people. 
So really? yeah. it's a classics for all. It's a classic time for all families. Um, it's a really so good family. Event. They could do something like that, where like in one episode, uh, Obi Wan sees like a star destroyer pop up over Tatooine because that's where he is, and he could be like, "Holy shit, they found me!" And then it just is like from a distance he sees his old friend Anakin like slaughter a bunch yeah. of sand people and just go like, "Oh my god, he's he's truly lost." I did not know that. That's very interesting. Um, I def- I've been really going on. I hated Star Wars for years. Disney ruined it for me. And just recently, like I've found my love for it again this year. Um, kind of since the last movie, but that's for other reasons and other discussion. You should have been um, on our uh, our Christmas special where we talked about the sequel trilogy. It was a good time. <laughs> Which you all I... can listen to still. It's a timeless classic for fun for all ages where there's so much hate and fear and power to the dark side. <laughs> there's... <laughs> That yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Maybe yeah, yeah. go into that some other point. But <laughs> I have a lot to say there. Um, but you know, I think I think now is the time they're redeeming it. They're really making Star Wars what it should be, and they're kind of not rushing like they did with these mm-hmm. films. Um, and they're really just putting some thought and listening to fans and realizing what really resonates with us and what we connect with. And the whole Obi Wan Anakin connection is beautiful. And even a uh, even McGregor, he was just like, I I like teared up hearing that Hayden, I was going to be working with Hayden again. I missed him so yeah. much. And I think they're just, if they do share the screen together um, in certain scenes, I think it's going to be a beautiful moment. And I think this this is going to be one of the best things we've seen in a long time. I agree. I, I, I'm really excited for this. And I'm, I, I'm very excited that it's Deborah Chow show running it. For she, if you watch a, a few of the episodes in Mandalorian season one, there, the I think it was episode three, and I forget which other episode, but she was the one that basically did the like high end ones that you were talking about after the season was oh, over. Wow. Those mm-hmm. were her, nice. and she is the one that is leading Obi Wan. She is the showrunner for this, so I am highly, highly excited that she's in charge of it because she fucking does amazing work. So this is gonna be really fun. I can't wait. But guys, there is so much more Star Wars news. Uh, next up, and this one I know Brandon and I are very excited for. A, we got a sneak peek trailer to Star Wars The Bad Batch. I I just saw the trailer before we started the show, and Jesus Christ, me and my girlfriend were like, holy fuck, this looks great. This looks amazing. I, I can't wait. It's just, it's, it's picking up off of Clone Wars, and... I mean, you can't really say much more than that. It's just, you know, it's going to be interesting. And it's also picking up after Order 66. Yes. And it goes from the Republic to the Empire. So that's going to be an interesting turn and see the fate of these characters. Yeah. This is, it basically takes place after the final season of Clone Wars. Like, it's like, it literally goes from one to the other, which leaves like the whole, maybe we'll actually, eventually, I think we might see uh, a certain Rex at a certain point, maybe. Ooh, I feel like, I feel like they could, I, I feel like they could put them in. Bridge that gap, yeah. yeah between Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah. Deciphering yeah. the trailer, it seems like they're working for now the Galactic Empire and their troopers just like everyone else, but it looks like at a certain point, things are going to turn. And because they're the bad batch, they don't follow orders necessarily. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. going to rebel. And, mm-hmm. all right, I, I want to make sure if I if I saw this right, did it look like Echo was doing some different shit than the rest of them? Yeah, yeah. I'm very scared because I don't want Echo to go bad, especially because he is an actually, he's a fucking ARC trooper. 
And I really, what I really want this show to do above all else, just because I I want more Echo. He like I loved him and Fives for my favorite characters in Clone Wars by far for me myself personally. Fives, man. I want them to tackle Echo finding out about what happened to Fives. I want them. I want like they they need to address that. They really need to address that, and I want to know like they need to talk about it because that was like the saddest death in the entirety of the show. And God, that was so sad. That season gets so heavy, and some of those episodes, you're just like your heart is breaking. And man, oh man, James, God damn, yeah, you know, just, I've been get off the show. I, just start. I should do that TV instead right of rewatching <laughs> Daredevil and uh, Punisher. Like I've been, wa- you're rewatching. What the fuck are you? Stop. What are you rewatching <laughs> shit for? What are you doing? <laughs> I will literally get like a scene of a show in my head that I really want to watch, and I'll be like, well, I can't just watch that scene. I'll watch the entire show. Uh- I'm the same way. That's why I haven't seen season three of Daredevil. I'm like, oh, I got to watch season one and two again. It's been yeah. so long. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I, so I obviously don't have as much knowledge about Clone Wars as you guys. But like, even without that, like Cameron has tried to explain the Bad Batch to me before. So I kind of know about them. But what really interested me about the trailer, without even knowing most of the things about these characters, is that it does take place after Order 66. And I really think it's interesting to see how do the clone troopers like assimilate into the stormtroopers and how do they deal with the fact of like they murdered all the jedi like like yeah yeah they were working with them and then all of a sudden one day like something in their head just switched and they killed all their friends like some of them are gonna i would hope that some of them have a problem with that i think that'd be really interesting once you get to through some clone wars you'll see some of that some of those answers that you know those things you want to hear answered and i'm curious on what you're saying how do some of them react because there's a certain reason it all happens i don't want to spoil it for you i've, I've had it told to me before Christ, but like, i think what i'm going to start to do is like while i'm working out later or whatever instead of putting on like another episode of punisher i'll just like start working on clone wars yeah and you get through like yes, a couple episodes it, at a time or whatever yeah dude you gotta do um, they're so short too they're just they're like 20 minutes that too i could probably do like three or four <laughs> yeah what i will say before we announce the next one is that it's so brilliant um that they're you know, Clone Wars and Rebels are like your cementing points, and then they're kind of filling in gaps now, and they're getting what captivated our attention, and they're giving us more of that. So that's the exciting part. But um, yeah. Anyways, next up, the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in Lando, a brand new event series for Disney Plus. Justin Simeon is in the early stages of developing the project. Okay, is it old man Lando? I, he's too fucking old. Billy I, it's yeah. got to be Donald Glover, man, Lando. I, so what it's I think this be. is I'd be is, cool with that. I love Donald, uh, Donald Glover. We were going to get yeah. a solo trilogy, and obviously it was going to tackle Han Solo coming to <laughs> become who he is, and then obviously tackle a crime syndicate headed up by Darth Maul, which would then kind of lead Darth Maul into Rebels. Um if you notice, like the the when you see Darth Maul in this, it takes place after the events of Clone Wars, but before the events of Rebels, and this kind of mm. fits perfectly into it of like what he's been doing, and because he still is in charge of those crime syndicates, so it, it seems like it's yeah. the uh, what happens that he loses it all that makes him what he is in Rebels, where he's just some sad old dude that's like fuck, and yeah. uh, we never get that because the film flopped. And I, I think it's still better than the sequel trilogy. It's just, and it, they, they do some good stuff with it. The issue was as a film about pretty much one of the, the, the second biggest character in the history of Star Wars, 
it didn't meet the de- it didn't meet the standard of what it should have encompassed for the character. And also, when you think about it, you don't think about it because you forget that film even exists. Like when you ask me, I'm like, I forgot that the I think I forget that's a movie. I forget that it even happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was like a one-off Christmas special. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and I think, um, uh, yeah, what are you saying? Check it out. See what happens. I mean, I'm not too hyped for it. I'm not like, blah, that's stupid. But I'm like, eh, I mean, bah. I think what bah. Lando's going to do is, <laughs> I think because they're not going to do two more theatrical solo films, I think wow. this is going to be one of their outlets of showing what happens after that first film to kind of continue what was going to happen in those trilogies. So I think maybe this show either, either it takes place before maybe, and it shows like how Lando got robosexual mm-hmm. or it's going to be, uh, which is so fucking weird, but uh, <laughs> I, I straight out, I was like, what the fuck's happening? But it's either that or it's going to be after it, And we're going to see more of like, Hey, this is Lando in the adventures of what would have happened in solo, maybe two and three. And maybe we'll get like the other stuff with the other characters in comics or books or something. Who knows how it's gonna work? But um, I guess if they would announce the Han Solo show, we would have been like, "Ah, you're just trying to clean up your shit now." You know? What yeah. I mean? yeah. So it's very. Yeah. I'm very curious yeah. as to what they're gonna do with this stuff and like, cause it's weird for you, you've never seen them leave a Star Wars story behind. Like you've never seen an abandoned Star Wars. Uh, and that wasn't like a game that they came in and were like, "One three one three is dead. Fuck you." it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how they kind of finish up where they left off that's basically something that they finished 30 percent of or 33 percent of hey guys that concludes uh this episode i know this is uh, actually pretty abrupt but uh this is common of course uh we are going so long in this episode that uh i realized that it was way too long for one episode. This is actually the amount of content we recorded for just this news episode was three and a half hours. So we're splitting it in half. Uh, the, the, this uh, Both episodes will still come out in the same week. So uh, you won't have to worry about missing anything, of course, or like waiting an entire week for like, oh, what's part two with all the Disney investor shit and whatnot. But uh, this first half, of course, is all the regular movie TV news, plus like the COVID amusement park shit. Uh, we also get a certain amount in through the Disney investor call, kind of like the, I'd say not even a third, really. We got through like the FX stuff, the, we're midway through Star Wars, I would say. But we're stopping here just because it's like about an hour 45. And that's going to be pretty much the same length that part two will be. Uh, most likely I'll be releasing these only a day apart so this episode should be out anywhere from tuesday to thursday and then uh the second episode should be out anywhere from wednesday to friday most likely uh hopefully we'll see it depends if i got my desktop back from the painting and shit because right now the painting is what's stopping me from editing this sooner and releasing it but uh, it'll still be coming out this week of course but thanks for so much uh for watching uh this is like the weirdest outro i've done honestly guys but of course uh, if you have any questions for the show uh, any feedback, positive or ne- negative, and we can read those questions on the show as well. Uh, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can also follow the show at sutrasidetalk, follow it on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow James at invadergym124. You can follow me at gogocomzilla. And you can check out Apollo City Comics podcast on various platforms. Uh, they're on a lot more than we are where you can listen to them. 
And you can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Apollo City Comics Podcast. Uh, Instagram will have most of the news more often, so definitely check them out there. They're also on Facebook as well, but uh, Instagram is the main space for that. Uh, once again, this is part one of uh, episode 77. Uh, part two will be released the day after. Uh, in that one, we'll continue where we left off with all the Star Wars news, because there's still much more Star Wars talk. We got... Uh, what else? Uh, all the Disney live-action shit, animation, Pixar, and what takes up the brunt of it, what takes up most of our time is all of the Marvel news. That's really what it is. But also we talk about Halo Infinite and the Game Awards winners, plus also what was, what was uh, released. So, uh, yeah, you'll have this type of intro as well for that episode, since we didn't really record that. We just recorded a regular outro. Uh, this is more of an artificial one that I'm just inserting here after we already finished recording, but... Uh, once again, thank you guys so much. We will catch you the day after for the second part of this massive episode. Have a great day.